Hello and welcome back to the Steph Gordon Show. I am feeling so lit up right now. We came back from Bali a couple of months ago and ever since then, things have radically changed in our business and in our lives. And I really, really believe that having that time out and having that space is so important for your business to grow. We have been so on mission and so on purpose. And honestly, we've also made the most money that we've ever made ever since we came back, myself and Tim. So it has been such a phenomenal just reset and rebirth of our vision, of our mission, of what we're excited about. And I can't recommend getting away enough. We have just opened up spots to our Bali retreat that we are running in September. And I'm so excited. We already only actually have three spots left. And I'm sure by the time this podcast comes out, those spots will be gone. But what a life-changing opportunity. And guys, if it's not this retreat, if it's not the next one that we're running, guys, please get yourself out of your day-to-day, get yourself out of your usual environment and get responding to something completely different because when we are only responding to what is constantly around us, we can only grow as big or as far as what we're responding to. So you want to go out, change that stimuli, get a really different energy, different response and really start to see things clearly. I highly recommend kind of stopping working or getting out of the usual day-to-day work while you're away as well so you can really see the big picture. But man, it was the best. And I'm coming back here so lit up. I was having a one-to-one with a client the other day and she was saying how she's just working so much and she's missing out on that really important work-life balance. And you know, she's got kids, she's got a husband, and she really, really wants to grow her brand further, but she's currently capped out at like, she's doing 60-hour weeks. She's making lots of money, but not as much as she wants to be making. And honestly, it's not even worth it because she has no time to actually live her lifestyle and enjoy it anyway. We had a conversation about, okay, well, what does it look like to be able to help your business scale? You know, and we had a few different options. One, she's launching a course, which is great because obviously when we go from one to one to one to many, that's exceptional because we're able to, you know, help lots of people, obviously really maximize that time for money value. However, there were so many other like areas in her business where she was losing time. And I think that's the first place. If you are wanting to scale, if you are wanting to grow your business, if you are ready to take it to that next level, impact millions, make millions, scale, and leave a huge legacy on this world, then you've got to realize that you can't do it alone. And when I sat down with this client and we looked at the places that she was losing time, it was areas that weren't her area of genius and things that she could so easily get some support with or outsource in her business. And actually for so cheap compared to how much money that actually makes her and how much money she would actually be able to make with the time that she got back. So this episode today, I really want to dive into why you are the reason your business isn't growing and how you cannot do it all and scale. You cannot do it all and scale. I want to be really clear. It's not that you can't have it all and scale. It just means that you can't do it alone. All right. And this was one of the hardest steps for me as a business owner, especially in my own coaching business. Because in my first business, it was a brand. It had a brand. It wasn't Steph Gordon. It was House of Hobby. And so bringing people into that business felt easier because you were bringing people into the brand. But when it was Steph Gordon and it was a coaching business and it was built around a personal brand, bringing people in was so much more difficult, so much more personal. I had so many different belief systems built up around no one can be me. She won't be able to do it the same way that I do it. So much ego, so much 
belief system and story that was built up that was stopping me from growing. And if you're listening and you're at that stage and you have something that's kind of personal, whether you're a graphic designer, an architect, whether you're an interior designer, whether you're a coach, I'm telling you right now, if you want to have that scale, then you can't do it alone. And you have to find a way around this story and you have to find a way around this belief system to be able to grow. And so today I'm going to share with you how we've done it. And I'm also going to share with you kind of my top tips around why it's actually incredible to bring incredible people into your business, why it's going to help you to grow, and also how to really get past that feeling of distrust that comes up and that doubt that comes up. So let's dive in. I built my personal brand and started coaching in 2020. And word of mouth caught on like wildfire. In my first coaching program, I had just five beautiful women. 16 weeks later, I launched my second one with over 20 people. And then within 12 months, I was on working with like 40 to 45 clients at any one time. And I had a constant wait list of like 50 people at any one time. And it was at this point that my business broke. And honestly, really, it was probably at this point that I broke. That was when I broke because I can't do it all. I realized a truth that was deep inside me and conversations I'd even been having with Tim, my partner, I'd realized that I can't do this all alone, but I was so scared to bring somebody else into the brand. I knew in my heart of hearts that I couldn't keep going the way that I was going because I was going to burn out, even though I already was burning out. I was going to continue to burn out and it couldn't survive. I knew that I had to bring probably a salesperson and probably definitely a coach into the brand, but it scared me so much that I kept not taking action until push came to shove and I finally did it. But before I brought anyone into my brand, I want to give you a little look at what my business looked like. I was doing probably eight to 10 hours of sales calls per week. I was also doing 15 minute, we call them triage calls, but basically pre-qualification calls to figure out you know, who was the right person to go on to those longest strategy and sales calls. Then I was also doing every single one-to-one within the program for 45 people. I was also running five group coaching calls per week. I was you know, doing all of the marketing, all of the growth. Luckily, I've always had my beautiful Sheila in my corner. So she's always been doing my automations and you know, the back-end kind of admin stuff that is so not my jam. And I've from a very, very early age, like early age, <laughs> early days in my business, I knew that I couldn't do it all alone in terms of the tech stuff because it was just it was taking me so many hours. So outsourcing that stuff was always easy for me. But bringing in people to be customer-facing and to do the things that I was doing Oh my God, it terrified me. Now, I want to be really clear here. Before we go into talking about this anymore, not everybody wants to scale, okay? And that is so fine. You find your own path, you follow your own path, and you find your own dream. But if you're listening to this podcast right now and you have big dreams of scaling to millions of dollars and helping hundreds of thousands of people and leaving a huge legacy in this world, I want you to listen on because you need to bring other people into your brand. And so today I'm going to bust a few myths about what that looks like. The first person that I brought into my brand was a salesperson. First of all, I was terrified to even advertise that role because this is the craziest thing. Oh my gosh, like you're going to laugh because then people would know that I was selling, right? So I didn't want to, when I advertised for the salesperson, I called it like something completely different, like a client concierge or something, because I didn't want people to know that I was selling, which is hilarious because guys, if you're in business, you are selling, like you have to sell your stuff. And 
remembering that when you change the language around sales for yourself, like I'm not embarrassed or ashamed or you know feel uncomfortable about saying that we like we sell to people. Of course we do. We have a product and it has to be sold in order for us to be running a business. But when you change your belief system and your internal compass around sales, I am now like, guys, and I've said this on podcast before, we celebrate now instead of calling it a sale, we just call it a life changed. So every single day we sit down and we go, cool, whose life are we able to change today? Because we know that by bringing people into our program, we have the opportunity to change their lives. We have the opportunity to save them from themselves, to save them from the pain and the angst and the exhaustion that business can be if you don't get the support and the systems in place that you need to be able to grow it sustainably. So we know that every single person who comes into our program, whether or not, of course, there has to be an exchange of some sort. So we exchange all of our love, energy, time, knowledge, and impart that onto you. And in exchange, you give us a certain fee, right? So when you stop seeing sales as being this icky, yucky thing, and you start seeing it as being this beautiful exchange, then you will start to get less uncomfortable about sales. Totally off on a completely different tangent. So salesperson was the first person I brought into my team. And the reason I was so scared to bring her in was because I was telling myself things like, no one's going to buy from you if they don't get on the phone with you right? Which first of all is bullshit because that was just no one that actually wasn't true. And that's obviously proven to be true now because we have lots of people who sign up to our programs and they actually don't even get a conversation with me until they've already paid and joined, right? So it's obviously bullshit. But the reason I believed that was because I didn't trust myself and my power and my magnetism enough to go, no, I actually do know enough and I do actually have enough proof and I do actually have enough knowledge to be able to stand on my own two feet and know that people will still join and people will still want to be in my energy even if they don't have the conversation to me prior to joining my program. So I hired my first salesperson. I think one of the other blocks that came up around hiring her was like, how? Like, how do I teach her to have these sales calls? Like, it was so innate to me. Like, I've been selling for my whole life. Like, I've been in sales for pretty much my entire career. So how do I teach her that? But of course, the salesperson that I hired had sales experience. So she had also been in sales her entire life. And she was also a high vibe, energetic, boss ass woman, just like me. And so when I told her about who we help, how we help people, what our mission is, what our values are, what our vision is for this brand, she was so bought in. And in fact, she did a way better job than me at bringing people into our program because she believed in it just as much, if not more than me. Because let's be real, guys, if you are working for yourself, you have doubts, right? You're going to have doubts about what is possible for you, about whether or not you've really got what it takes. Like you're going to have those moments of doubt, but like your employees and your team members, if you like, if you've inducted them right, if you really like have brought the right people into your brand, if you're really on mission and on vision and you massively believe in something and you really are truly like a business that gets behind a purpose, then your employees are going to believe in it even more than you do. And that is a beautiful thing. And so she never doubts what we do. She's like, this is exactly what you need, only if it is, of course. But if she really believes that we can help somebody, like she is like, this is 110%. She believes in it with so much faith, where sometimes I'd be like, oh, can I help? Oh my gosh, I don't know. This person might be, you know, have a big following or this person might, uh, you know, be a big deal. And then, you know, that I put myself like, can I actually help this person? Oh my God. Like you get in your head, like we've had, you know, hugely famous actresses join. We've had, you know, doctors, psychologists. We've had huge influencers, people who were earning, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. And every single time I could have gotten in my head about it, but because it wasn't me, I wasn't cock blocking myself from my own growth, right? So I think that like one of the things that 
was really true for me was just really breaking down those stories and realizing that actually, first of all, I'm not the best at everything. (laughs) And if you're listening to this, neither are you. You are not the best at everything in your business. Like I said, we brought a salesperson in and guess what? The conversion rate went up because she was better at sales than I was because that was her job. You know, I brought a retention specialist into our business and our retention went up because that person was incredible at their job. We brought in a social media manager to our business and guess what? Our social media got more engagement and got better and we had better quality and more organic reach because she was incredible at her job, right? You are not the best at everything. You are amazing at the thing that you do best. So whatever that is for you, for me, that is coaching. That is visioning. That is being the visionary. That is speaking. Like this stuff is my jam. This is where I shine. And it's about really identifying what that is for you in your business and then really making sure that you stay focused in those areas as much as possible and then get support in the rest because you are not the best at everything. You are the best at the shit that lights you up. You are the best at the stuff that sets your soul on fire and you are best at the stuff that encourage you to start your business at the first place, whether you're an interior designer, a bookkeeper, you know, whether you're a coach, You already know what you are best at and we want you to stay in that area of genius and then get support in the other areas. Secondly, when you're hiring people, you shouldn't be just hiring somebody who is a clone of you, right? And I see this so much with small business owners. They're like, oh, I just need another me. And I lovingly want to reframe that because that's so much ego, Because again, you're not the best at everything. (laughs) And B, there are areas in your business that could use support from people who are experts in those areas. But because you're telling yourself that you need to find another you, then you're going to have the same holes in your business as you grow. If you just hire five yous, yeah, that's great. The things that you're good at, you'll be good at. But the rest of your business is going to fall over because you don't have anyone fixing those gaps and filling those gaps. So whenever we're hiring people for my brand, we're always looking at where are we weakest? Where are we the worst at stuff? And how can we hire people who potentially are, like, for example, every time we bring a coach into the business, we don't just bring a coach in because they're exceptional at coaching. We don't just bring a coach in because they have exceptional previous history or experience or career trajectory that can show us that they can help our clients. Yes, that's important. But we also look for what are the other areas that they might be epic at that can add value to our brand where we are not so good, right? Like social media like systems. You know, one of our coaches, Laura, incredible at systems. So we brought her on, incredible coach, incredible woman, so able to help women, so much knowledge, but also helped us set up and roll out a huge new system overhaul, which ended up saving us, you know, thousands of dollars per year from the system overhaul that she helped us implement. So it's like, where can you hire somebody who's great for the role they're great at, but also has transferable skills in other areas? And you should be hiring up. And what I mean by that is stop thinking that you're the best. Stop thinking that you're like going to be the smartest person in the room because we know that when you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Every single time I hire somebody for my brand, they have genius that I have no idea about. They have stuff that they are so good at that I'm like, I've, I've got something to learn here. 
And that is why we have scaled so quickly. That is why we went from $10,000 a month to $100,000 plus per month in 18 months because we hired up. I hired women who were so exceptional that even in the interview sometimes I was intimidated. <laughs> even in interviews sometimes I was like, oh my God, do you reckon we could actually get this woman? I remember hiring one of my team members, getting off the call and walking out to Tim and being like, I don't know, man, Like, I think she's too good for our brand. Like, Imagine that. Like hire somebody that good, find somebody that good because that person will add so much value to your brand, not just because you're going to get your hours back. And that's where I see so many business owners go wrong is because they are constantly thinking that they're only hiring just so they can buy more time back, right? They're like, I just need to get this off my plate because if I get that off my plate, then I can focus more on more sales and then I can get more sales and then we make more money. But that is such short-term thinking. Because you're going to hit another roadblock. You're going to take on five more sales and then you're going to hit your next ceiling. You're going to take another five sales and you're going to hit your next ceiling. You're going to have to just keep hiring more people or increasing those hours. But eventually, you're still going to be in a time for money trap. You have to start thinking bigger. You have to start thinking about hiring people who can add so much value to your team. Whenever we look at helping our clients hire team members, we're always thinking about what is the cost-benefit analysis here? Bringing this person into your team, how much is it going to cost you? What are the projected benefits, whether they be financial, time, growth, systems, team, stress freedom, time freedom, whatever it is, what is the cost-benefit analysis? Not just hiring people to fill a hole because you're being reactive and because you're desperate, but actually thinking about and sitting down and like one of the best books for this, and you should listen to it on Audible because it's way better on Audible than it is reading it, is The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Like him or lump him, whatever it is that you feel about him, this book is exceptional. And the reason being like this changed my life because I remember being in a car with Tim one day and we were sitting down and I think I had like two team members in my first business at that time. And Tim said to me, what would happen if we 10x your business tomorrow? And at first, and I'm asking you, like, if you're listening to this right now, like, what would you do? What would your business look like if you had 10 times the demand, if you had 10 times the sales, if you had 10 times the clients tomorrow? What would your business look like? What would your business need? How would it need to look? And at this point, my mind just broke. Like, I was like, I can't figure that out. That's like, it's too big. It's, it's too huge. I can't quite comprehend it. But when I actually took out all my emotion, all my fear, all my doubt, all the story about all the reasons why I couldn't and it wouldn't work, I was like, well, I guess I'd need a manager. I'd need someone to be exclusively focused on managing and running the events and getting them uploaded. I'd need a sales and marketing team to be able to do this. I'd need probably 10 casuals to be able to attend all the events all over Perth in the weekend. And all of a sudden, I have my roadmap. And I'll tell you what, within 12 months, we were there because I saw it and because I have my roadmap. And the same thing happened with my coaching business. It was like, okay, cool. Well, what if, and the 10X literally happened. What if you went from 10K months to 100K months? How many clients would that be? How many people would you need to have in your brand? How many coaches would you need to have? And even though I had all these stories about why it wouldn't work and about how I couldn't do it and about how much it scared me, I now have my roadmap to get there. And so what I really encourage you guys to do is to think forward like 10 steps, not two steps, not just the next step. I need to hire this person because I have too much work on my plate. You really want to be thinking about hiring for six to 12 months down the track. 
Now, we have a forecast. If we get to this many members, that's when we need to hire our next coach. If we get to this many members, then we're going to need to hire this person, right? And being able to really, again, see where the weaknesses are in your business. Is that systems? Is that processes? Is that leadership? Is that finances? Where are the weaknesses in your business and how can you cross hire? How can you find the person who can do one or two or three things in your business that are going to be able to help you, yes, get the work done, but also help you in other ways to grow your brand. And if you start thinking with this 10x rule in your business, I can guarantee you that you will be able to create a roadmap that is going to give you the business that you've always dreamt of so much faster than your current growth model, which is just reactive. I've got a lot of clients. I need to hire this person. I'm doing a lot of this. I need to get that off my plate. And then just hiring the cheapest or the easiest to find person to be able to do that for you versus actually sitting down and going, in an ideal world, these are the three areas that I need my problem solved in. So let's put up an ad and then try and find someone who can cover all two, two or three of those areas so that a lot of my problems are solved rather than hiring three different people and having lots of different people to communicate with and having to be a manager for hundreds of people. Let's get really smart with it, right? So three things I really want you to keep in mind when you're thinking about growing your brand and scaling and growing this business to that next level is you are not the best at everything. I really want you to sit down and assess where your weaknesses are in your business right now. Where are you not the best? Where are you losing time? Where are you struggling? Where does it feel hard in your business? That might be social media, that might be finances, that might be growth, that might be scale, that might be team management, systems, processes. I tell you how you know that you don't have good processes in place is that when you're thinking about bringing somebody on into your brand, you don't know how because you haven't been able to extract the process of how you do it because you already have a process because you're currently doing it. You haven't been able to extract that process that you currently run and put it onto paper so that somebody else can run that process. And that's how you know that you have a lack of processes in your brand. So do you need somebody to sit down with you and extract those processes? You should never be the smartest person in the room. So always hiring up, never telling yourself that you know everything and that you know best, but actually hiring people who are so phenomenal in their own genius that you have something to learn. And you should never hire anybody who is a clone of you. We should always be hiring people who have additional skills that fit our weaknesses. So how do you move past this fear of hiring people? Well, first of all, trusting yourself. Because uh, honestly, like a lot of things that I hear in PMP sometimes is like, you know, how do you trust other people to bring them into your brand? And I'm like, well, if you don't trust others, then that indicates to me that there's a lack of trust in yourself. Right? If you judge others, then that indicates to me that you have a judgment in yourself. So trusting yourself is the first step. And that's obviously like the hardest step, to be completely honest. But here's how you can learn how to trust yourself. Always write down worst case scenario. I think often business owners go into every scenario like with best case numbers. You know, if I sell out, I make this much money. Okay, but what happens if you don't? What's your worst case scenario? So always going to your worst case scenario and then creating a plan for that. So, you know, when COVID hit, we had a brick and mortar business. We have a gym. And so we would sit down, Tim and I, and we would whiteboard the whole thing. All right. So if another lockdown happens, what's what do we need to do? What's the worst that can happen? Right? We lock down for 10 days. We lock down for six weeks. We lock down for nine months. All right. Well, what do we need to do 
What do we need to be prepared for? What would we do in each of those situations? And it's uncomfortable and it's gross, but knowledge is power and having a plan for your worst case scenario, like you should always have a backup plan because not everything is going to go your way every single time. So always looking at what's the worst case scenario and putting a plan in place because when you are feeling anxious, it is an indication that you don't have a plan for what you're worried about in the future. When we're anxious, it's future-based worry and it's worrying about something that hasn't happened yet, right? And so when we're sitting down and we're feeling anxious and we're like, oh my God, I just don't know what to do. You just haven't created that plan yet. So go, okay, what am I anxious about? What am I worried about? What future problem am I currently internally focusing on? And then what am I worried that's going to happen? What's the worst case scenario that could happen in that? And all right, let's create a plan for that. So that at least I know if that ever happened, I've got my backup plan ready. I know exactly what I'm going to be able to do. The second thing to do when learning how to trust yourself is to create an evidence log of all of the times you've caught yourself when you've fallen. Because honey, you've been through hardship. You have had failed relationships, you have had terrifying health scares or heartbreaks or hardships, you have been through grief, you have done some hard shit in your lifetime and you have proven to yourself, if you are still standing right now, if you are listening to this podcast right now, you have proven to yourself that you can do hard things, you are still here and you always manage to land back on your feet and pick yourself back up and move forward with your life. And good things do eventually come back to you. So why do you doubt yourself now? What's the worst that could happen by hiring this person? Create a plan for it, and then trust yourself that even if it went tits up, (laughs) that you would know and you would be able to handle it. You would have a plan in place and you'd be able to handle it because you always have. And then last but not least, sometimes trusting ourselves comes down to a lack of knowledge. So what else do you need to learn or do to be able to feel confident to bring this person into your business? So for me, to be able to bring that salesperson into my business, I needed to pull out the process of my sales call and put it into a slide deck so that she could follow this process that I was currently running. And that meant for me, recording a heap of sales calls, super confronting, very gross. I totally understand, but I had to do it. Listening to them back, figuring out like what the common themes were, what the common questions I asked were, especially of the ones that converted, and then creating a map of exactly how that call should run and look, and then giving that process to that new person. That made me feel confident, right? So what is it that you need to learn or potentially do in order to feel confident to bring that person into your business? I've been in recruitment, so for me, recruitment wasn't scary. But maybe if recruitment is terrifying for you, maybe you want to go and learn how to run a really good interview. Maybe you want to go and learn how to ask different behavioral-based questions. Maybe you want to go and stalk or spend a heap of time looking into the best companies in the world like Google and Facebook and you know Amazon and how do they hire people? What are their recruitment processes? so that you can start to model the best in the world. Sometimes we don't trust ourselves purely sorry, because we don't know enough yet. So how do you move past this fear of bringing people into your brand and of trusting people? Well, first of all, go to the worst case scenario, write it down, create a plan. Create an evidence log of all the times that you have fallen, all the hardships that you have been through, and remind yourself that you can do hard things. And last but not least, 
What do you need to know? What else do you need to know? What else do you need to learn? Or what do you need to do in order to feel confident to be able to bring this person into your brand? And I really, really, really want to reiterate that you need to start thinking about having a team before you're ready. So if you're listening to this, I would love for you to pause this podcast right here because I'm a big fan of taking immediate action and really sit down and go, okay, if my business were to 10x tomorrow, if I had 10 times the amount of clients, 10 times the amount of sales, you know, 10 times the amount of workload, how would my business change and what would I need to do to be able to service that many people? Because if you want to scale and have that legacy and have those multi-millions of dollars and whatever that dream looks like for you that's bigger than where you are right now, you have to start thinking bigger. And that starts today. If you have big goals for your business and you want to grow, but you're not sure what to outsource or how to leverage a team or where to even begin, please book in for a 15-minute free strategy session with my team through the link in the show notes, and we'll give you all of the insights on the how, because we have done this time and time again. One of our biggest things that we teach our clients is to grow their teams and to get back in their zone of genius so they can truly make all of the money and love what they do as well the whole way through. So if you are needing some support, again, jump in to the show notes and book a free call with the team. We would love to have a chat with you guys. As always, thank you so much for listening, beautiful. If you love this episode, I would love for you to screenshot it and tag me and tell me what your favorite part was. Go and have a beautiful day. So, so glad that you could join us here. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. My personal mission is to help women just like you to grow their business and give you the advice and insights you need to make your business go boom. And as part of my commitment to that mission, I have created a mini course called the Boom Your Biz mini course, and I want to offer it to you completely for free. So in this three-part mini course, you're going to learn how to identify and attract the perfect clients that you actually love to work with. You'll learn an easy and effective way to build your core offer and increase the amount of people that actually take you up on that offer and how to generate endless high quality leads absolutely free. Included in this free mini course is exclusive training. I give you templates and processes that you can follow and implement in your business right now to start seeing results straight away. The value of this mini course, guys, is $497, but I'm giving it to you completely for free. So if you're ready to level up and take action, use the link in my show notes to download this mini course. I'll see you next episode.